Welcome to the 18th episode of Hashtag Wolves. I'm your host, Noah, and always I'm here with my co-host, Will, in the Wolves Den. How are we doing? <laughs> we, we're doing great. How are we doing, I think, needs to be a permanent addition. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll test it out uh, for this episode. Yeah, doing great. The Wolves are down 2-1, to one, fought off the Rockets last night for a victory, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. <laughs> We've got three games to break down in this episode and just taking stock of the playoff series as it's been so far. We also go a little bit into uh, Rockets podcast, do a little bit of pod wars. Ooh. So I didn't. This is another segment that I didn't really vet with Noah, and he just saw in our notes. So it should be electric, to say the least. Yeah, pod wars makes me think of info wars. So hopefully you can change my mind. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I don't think I'm prepared to go down that route <laughs> just yet, but we'll see how it goes and maybe build build this on from there as the series goes on, of course. Um, so yeah, we start off the series. Last Sunday, game one is on the road in Houston, and Noah, this one was an ale biter down to the end. Yeah, it, it definitely was, and I just eventually did, like, Rockets pull through, right? Yeah. I so think, that, like, five times I just said Rockets are the better team. Yeah, exactly, and it was it was an exhilarating game. I, like, my thoughts or my feelings were just in a roller coaster the entire time because we got out to pretty rough start, but kind of scratched and clawed our way back. And eventually got to this point where we had a shot to win it at the end. And Chris Paul throws the ball out of bounds on a fast break. We get the ball to Jimmy to isolate. And he takes a really bad long two. And it was like really, really deflating because all of a sudden that was maybe our chance to steal a game when the Rockets weren't playing well. But Yeah, I think my main take was that the opportunity was there the whole game, right? The Rockets definitely played below what they're supposed to play like but just because they're that good they were able to pull through and I don't think the Wolves really took advantage of the opportunity that they were being given especially when no one besides Taj shot over 500 and Gorgie so it was really just sort of our like gritty guys getting it done but when Towns goes three for nine and Crawford goes four for 11 there's not really much you can do there and we just we didn't capitalize even though we held the Rockets to 104, or you could say the Rockets held themselves to 104. Yeah, and that's something that is going to come up in the other games, too. Like, were the Wolves playing good defense? Obviously, like, better defense than they played against the Rockets during the regular season to keep the game close, but also the Rockets were really cold outside of James Harden, who just had an absolutely unreal game, and Clint Capella, who boxed, like, just put Towns in a box and scored 24 and 12. So I've heard some people break down the game and say, you know, the, the Wolves allowed Harden to get to the basket, probably not purposefully, but just saying when they slide to Harden and help with defense, they checked out to shooters, but not to Clint Capella. So it was like, how are you going to pick your poison against the Rockets? You have to set up some sort of, you got to give something up. And that night it was Harden who really capitalized, pulled them through. And with the Rockets, like we've talked about before, they're the first team, I believe, to take more threes in a season than twos. Yeah, it's like 52% threes and yeah. a ton so at the basket, they, too. They had 37 threes out of 83 shots, so a little less than 50%. And of those threes, shot 27%. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, they just they weren't feeling the three. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens to the Rockets, they're not going to be in their usual spot. Right. But at any point, they could just you know get a hit by 20 in the, in the nick of it. Yeah, exactly. And the overall result of the game and how it played out with Harden playing so well and Paul struggling. It really made me worried for the rest of the series because, I mean, the playoffs are a different beast where it's like, okay, now we're going to see this team again and we're for sure going to see them three other times. Like, this is our first time. Beating in the-, the Warriors and beating the Rockets is all, like, fun, but then you have to do it 
three more times. Well, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh, to this team is going to make adjustments, and I had kind of a pessimistic view, to be honest, because I was like, okay, they've have Towns, they've got Towns all in a funk, Harden played well, and Chris Paul didn't, so Chris Paul's going to step up. I basically thought we were doomed. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was bad, but, I mean, credit the Rockets for a good, strong showing at home. Uh, and the Wolves really needed to make adjustments going into game two. And that didn't quite pan out like I would have liked because game two was, I mean, even worse. The Wolves were 10.5 point underdogs on the road. So something I kind of like to keep in mind as like where, like what's the stats say or where would the money go on how the how the game's supposed to turn out. So Did it even worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we take a big loss, 102 to 82. Started out on a nice run to start the game, but never really had control of it. And again, Towns gets really bottled up, has eight points in game one, I think, and five points on two of nine shooting in game two. So he j- it seemed like he was being exposed and kind of baptized to playoff basketball. Over two from the free throw line, one from three from three, negative 21 plus minus, worst of anyone on the team. After these first two games, you're thinking, is is there sort of a playoff Towns issue? Yeah. And I don't want to skip to game three just yet, but he did go five for 13 in that game, which mm-hmm. is below what he should. And so I, I think there's a, a conversation around Towns in right. the playoffs. And I think it's important to mention that it's the Wolves' first time in the playoffs in 14 years, and it's our first time covering the Wolves in the playoffs. So we're all just nervous. Yeah, we don't know. We (laughs) don't know what kind of roller coaster of emotions are going to hit us. And Harden struggled in this game. So it was another where I was concerned that, like, the Rockets have everything and we have nothing. But the Wolves needed to make adjustments. They still played, like, solid enough defense to hold the Rockets to 102. And I think there was reason for optimism that the Wolves could come back home and take care of business. It's funny that their defense had been clicking, like, slightly better, causing the Rockets to just not be their usual really, really hot offense. But Holding the Rockets off- to 102 is Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, and if they're going to miss threes, I mean, that's... Not entirely because of the defense, but it's a credit. It's indicative of better defense. But our offense wasn't clicking, which is what we're really, really not used to. Mm-hmm. I guess it gave me more confidence than I thought it would. Because mm-hmm. when you lose by 20, you're usually not very confident about the next game. Yeah. But I guess, like you're saying, like looking at their offense and how volatile it is, and Harden going 2 for 18, you know, it, it just shows that they're... There might be a playoff Harden thing. Yep. There might be a lot of variability with threes. So it, it just and going back home with how I've been playing home. And so it, it made me feel like the stars were going to align in game three. I'm not going to say I thought we had better than a 50% chance to beat the Rockets, but mm-hmm. when we won game three, I felt like it was those things coming together. Yeah. So we should, yeah, we should d- jump to game three because it kind of settles our nerves a little bit and gives some perspective to the other games and what wasn't working well because you really need all things to click together when you want to beat the best regular season team in the NBA and that's exactly it like everyone showed up even the guys that you wouldn't expect and after the game Wiggins said that he actually seems like he want like craves these games and I Mm -hmm. think it I think I would actually agree with what I saw it seemed to spark him and I think Wiggins is a type of guy that sort of needs that. Mm-hmm. Like Jimmy will grind on the 31st game of the season just because I think he loves basketball and winning that much. I think there's definitely been some speculation around Wiggins if you need to light a fire underneath him sometimes. And so I think this was a good case of doing that. And hopefully a playoff series would bring out you know, the best of Andrew Wiggins. We recognize he plays really well against Cleveland. So it's like let 
this should be your opportunity to shine. And he played solid in the first two games, but... Like he, Seven for 11 in this game, though. Yeah, and it definitely, the Wolves required more. You know, like, we're, we need more players to step up and step up in bigger ways. And I think Rose also had sort of that X-Factor feel to it. I mean, I, I think he's worth what we got him for. Mm-hmm. I, I do, and I've been more or less happy with what he's done, and I think sort of that MVP mentality came out. Pleasantly surprised. 16, Butler playing well, and then Taj and Towns sort of let off the gas a little bit. And this is what I think was sort of the capstone to saying that Towns might just be sort of out of his element. A regular season game, obviously I've never played in the NBA, has to be so different than a playoff game, just pressure-wise. We played in, what, high school playoffs, right? And the environment's uh, completely different. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I didn't see the floor a whole lot, and our team didn't make it very far, but I've been in you athletics. Felt you felt the excitement. I've touched a court before in my life. Nice. <laughs> but you, I think... Everything you're saying is right, but for Towns to just even get over the 10-point threshold and in a Wolves win where the offense was balanced, it's like, okay, we don't need to panic about Towns so much. If he got 35 points and we lost, like, I'd, I'd just rather take the win and it would be great to see Towns be solid, but... I don't care about town scoring as long as we oh, win. Oh no, no, no! I was, yeah, I was just. I guess I was just saying. I'm surprised. Obviously, the win was above everything. Yeah, a really great thing to see, and I was super happy with it. And Harden went nine for twenty-one in that game, which isn't horrible. And I think so. I think we were able to sort of navigate beating the the Rockets while Harden is somewhat his old self. Yeah, I think there's still going to be some ESPN headlines around Harden in the playoffs, and if he's sort of going to break that mold. Yeah, and after game one, I was thinking like, uh-oh. He's emerging like the guy's probably going to be the MVP and this is just going to be the first well, fight. Nice <laughs> yeah, this is going to be like him showing that and he's just going to tear us up for the rest of the playoffs. But then to to sort of bottle him up and try to have other Rockets beat us and, and force him to take lots and lots of shots, even if he's not hitting on it. Like good. I mean, good for the Wolves that uh, the defense is working in that sense. And he'll probably go off in another game, but... The playoff oh, Harden thing and the playoff Chris Paul and even like D'Antoni doesn't have a lot of success in the playoffs. The onus is on the Rockets to beat the Wolves. Like, it's yeah. their series to lose in a certain way. So I think those conversations are sort of fair to have. Like, we were saying before the podcast started that if Harden wants to be seen as sort of someone who doesn't choke a little bit in the playoffs, choke might be an aggressive word, but if you have an MVP season, you've got to just stay the course in the playoffs, right? You should be mm-hmm. cold blooded, it shouldn't phase you, all these things. I think what we're, what we're seeing with even people of like the caliber of Towns and Harden that 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 could be a thing. Yeah, exactly. And playoffs, everyone says is just such a different animal because you game plan for one team, you really play with like the bench shortens and it gives you different matchups and it impacts how the Rockets defend Towns because he played really really well and put up great stats against the Rockets during the regular season. And now it like goes to show, okay, the playoffs are entirely different and we have to rework how we evaluate players and just sort of like the Wolves roster. And mm-hmm. I want to get into like, does this mean we should cut everybody if someone has a bad game? But it goes like... No, it's a super valid argument. Like, yeah. like, if you go the whole way and let's say you played seven games in each series somehow, what it, it would be 28 games, mm-hmm. right? That's like a whole nother mini season right yep some people are arguing for a 60 game nba season so it's like it's half a season and it could be soon in the future and i think it's such an important part of the season obviously way more important than the regular season that i i just i think you do need to look at players and say you know if these people can't perform in the playoffs then 
it doesn't really matter how well they're doing the regular season. And you only have to look at that argument once your team starts making the playoffs. So for 14 years, we haven't had to do that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like GMs and the Wolves organization are probably really looking at these guys right now to see what they can do in the postseason. Yep. And that's why I think like Derrick Rose has done well. His postseason experience has probably aided him well. And Teague is a guy that sometimes doesn't get thrown in as like guys that have playoff experience because you think like we bring in Jimmy, we bring in Taj, but Teague's been in the playoffs his whole career. Well, yeah, you know? Every season, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like seven with Atlanta, one with Indiana last year. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, and now again with the Wolves, and he had some comments this week about how he would maybe run the offense, which wasn't great news, but either way, it ter- between game two and game three, something clicked that got us the win in game three. Yeah, for, for us to do what we did, feel like there was some sort of, there's hindsight bias, obviously, but there was some sort of conversation because five guys really had a team effort. Wiggins is shooting efficiently, like, yep. Things seemed to gel. Yes, Teague was still dribbling until there were seven seconds left, and Crawford got the ball a couple of times, and mm-hmm. I just yelled, like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I yelled, oh, yeah, but <laughs> I think you ended up being right on that one. So he does just, like, sort of chuck the ball up. But it, so we, you got to credit the Wolves, credit Tibbs, too, for making adjustments. Like Something clicked. Yeah, yeah exactly. About it. And I think a big part of that was being home. Should we talk, like, some of the differences between, between like, the chunk of losses on the I think I mean I think the big difference between the two losses on the road and the win at home was being at home and how much better the Wolves offense seems to function there and just having some offensive balance yeah I think when you what you're when you're the eight seed and you go to Houston there's every excuse just to say like if, if we win this game it's sort of a minor miracle so like it doesn't really give you hope mm-hmm. well when we're, we're at home and young guys are more comfortable there and whatnot and I, th- I think it's pretty hard to play in Minnesota just I think it's a noisy arena. That was, yeah. a, that was a chimpy take, but either way, it just it just gives them a lot more comfort, and I think so. It was our game to lose then, right? Yeah. Instead of win, and so I think that put like Wiggins said, it sort of lit a fire underneath them, and we pulled something together. Yeah. So and I mean, it's easier to play at home. That's been shown time and time again. Yeah, I mean, the Wolves are the A seed, but they, if we looked, I think they do have one of the better home records. And we were three like, games away or whatever from being a four or five seed. Yeah, I mean, if we had won, I marked down that if we had won a couple more games on the road, like look how much better maybe our playoffs could have gone. With Jimmy, um, I'd call us. I would call us a four or five seed, like right. caliber wise. Right. Like, yeah. Obviously, we don't deserve it because we didn't win enough games. You got to win. You got to. That's why you play the games, yes. right? So, what's the vibe now that we're two and one? I kind of see the first game. It's fun, right? Yeah, it's neat. yeah. It's it's exciting that we sort of kicked off the Rockets. Like we're not going to get swept, you know. I, it's not like the Browns winning a football game, right? Where like the city of Cleveland would clear out, but yeah. like they had a parade when they went zero and sixteen. Imagine what would happen if they won one game. <laughs> so I don't. It's nothing like that, but it, it is to some degree, right? You, you beat Harden and Chris Paul. It's sort of like a nice ESPN storyline, and there's some buzz around it. It's fun to go to the game and see that win, but any conversation around us having a serious chance still to win the series, I think, is a little early. Yeah. Know, once we have three wins, once we're yeah. one game away from it, I think we can have some talks, but. So you're get to an elimination game and get back to me yes. a little bit. Given which that is, which 538 is has a sudden 8% chance right now to win the series. Because mm-hmm. so what, you have, to, you have to beat a team that's a lot better than you, mostly road games, multiple times. Yeah. So I, that's where the stats come from. It's not rocket science. but Yeah, and when we won, I was just excited by the prospect of like, okay, we won at home. Maybe we can win at home again. And if we can get it back to game six on our home court, it just, 
it gives hope again because I saw the first game, even though it was close, as kind of a missed opportunity. Definitely. And I heard some people as kind of, it's a reason for hope. We played them really well. And I was like, no, that was our game to steal, you know? So Yeah, I've seen down on our luck. But people who say stuff like that, I think, is even a little, like, almost pitying the Wolves. Right. There were some people who were even saying on, like, Reddit and things like that that we shouldn't, like, we shouldn't even want to make the playoffs. There were some things because about like getting, restructuring our getting team and getting and draft picks. We got getting some draft picks. And then also, like, we're just going to get blown up by the Rockets anyway. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't even, like, understand those arguments when the pro of it all is ending a 14-year drought. I don't want to overstate this win, but, like, I get some of the arguments for missing the playoffs and and getting draft picks. But this win honestly made it all worth it. It's hope. We've been buying hope for 14 years. In the regular season, you're, like... For the team like the Wolves, your goal is to make the playoffs, especially mm. when Jimmy goes down. And we achieved that goal. So I, I don't see any reason to be negative right now about our recent successes. I yeah, said exactly. we're down 2-1. No, but we uh, we were both talking beforehand. We could be Portland. Imagine what they're thinking. They snagged the three seed that was crazy. and get bounced by the Pelicans. Like, what are they thinking about their team? We still have, we're still playing. We still have hope. And we were playing a better team seed-wise than the Pelicans, right? We're playing the Rockets, and we're still alive. Yeah, we have a much harder prospect. Yeah, we're doing much we, better than Portland did. We have the hardest strength of schedule in the first round, so <laughs> they're the Wolves' the best team because Some of that. Deep analysis. Yeah, exactly. So it seems like we're both on the same page. Towns is struggling, and. Yeah, there's going to be some like first take conversations around Towns and Harden, and you know, are they going to leave behind a Hall of Fame legacy if they're not able to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be playoff success successors and whatnot, but that's for another time. Well, yeah, not only is first take going to have some things to say, but locked on Rockets. Ooh. Yeah, so let's let's jump right in. No, I just want to share with you some thoughts. We want to be like equal opportunity podcasters have love for other people putting out content and it's but, good to see like other teams and what they're saying about their team yeah we're probably pretty biased in our own right yeah but all that being said i listened to locked on rockets after the first couple games and i was fired up and i think we need to dismantle some of this guy's take so i'm just gonna spoon feed hmm, okay. you some of the things he said some thoughts that Let i it be have known. This, these are the first the first time that I'm like going over these. Yeah, weeks. exactly. So if, I mean, maybe if you agree with this guy, that's fine, but I'm a Wolves fan first. So if you don't tear him apart too, like we need to reevaluate some things. <laughs> so, I mean, after game one, um, this guy was commenting on a lot of the same things that we were, that the Wolves didn't have stellar defense, that the Rockets kind of went cold, but he called it one of the more ugly games from the Rockets. And I almost beat my fists on my desk what? at work. Just like, you know what? Maybe it's this stifling well, Tibbs defense. I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> yes. I kind of agree with that. Well, okay. So let's keep, I mean, let's keep moving. He was like, <laughs> he was like they are, it's a statistical, and uh, Chris Paul struggled, right? In the first game, but James Harden was on. Yes. So rather than saying that could flip flop or something, he said, that's a statistical anomaly that the two could ever have a bad game. And I was like, no one knows stats. Can he possibly have something to say? I can't even begin with what anomaly might mean yeah exactly is it rare that they would both have a good game or they'd both have a bad game like they're independent of each other to some degree so. yeah i just thought it was really cocky that he would say like it's not even possible it's for like Chris Paul two heads and James. in a row or two tails in a row is how i'll put it so exactly two beards in a row and <laughs> you could get a rough game from the two so it happens uh, there's also some structure things that i mean i 
think I was just proud of our pod for. This guy decided to go solo, which like, no, if you weren't here, I have some like beloved family and friends that would step in. Is this guy just a loner? Would you, would you go solo if I, I wasn't? I, I mean, I would if you'd allow it, but this guy, like, does he not have any loved ones? What, what should we possibly take from someone who could be so detached from society? What I mean, that no, makes your him thoughts. Seem like more of a loyal fan that he's willing to do that. I know uh, hashtag Pistons does the same, but I don't. I don't. I don't even know how that would work with us. Gotcha. Well, no, it seems like you're a big fan of this guy. Maybe you should jump on <laughs> Locked I, On Rockets. My Minnesota blood is emerging. I can't just insult the stranger. I don't know. Okay. Well, but wait. There's more. So, calling not only calling James Harden and Chris Paul struggling at the same time statistical anomalies. He also called his. This is another structure thing. He called his podcast the Flagship Rockets Pod. And I just need to comment, how can you not hit the pun that this is the Rocket Ship Rockets Pod? This team's going to the moon. All well, yeah, <laughs> Flagship Rocket Ship. Come oh, on, man. So, Rocket Ship Podcast. Yeah. But fairness and savagery, I'll give this guy credit on a couple things. After we lost the first two games, it kind of took the air out of this segment because he ended up being right on a lot of things about the Wolves <laughs> offense and the Wolves defense. And he does have an ad read, so kind of credit to ooh, him on that. Yeah, I'll trade places. <laughs> yeah, so uh, maybe more to come from <laughs> pod wars between... Shout out SeatGeek. Uh, I'm trying to think what other companies might like. Allbirds. What do we ooh, like? Cherryberry. Cherryberry, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we can work something out. So just a couple thoughts. I mean, We should we, just do ad reads until they give us one. There you go. So we, I just wanted to get in on, I was missing the competition while the Wolves were in the playoffs. I wanted to get in on the war just a little bit, and I chose Locked on Rockets. Good one to choose. You know, I think there's some criticisms to be made. Maybe not as harshly as you were. <laughs> gotta, I, I can imagine at the moment you were fierce. I, I was fired up. To be the best, no, you got to beat the best. So I, that's what I went for. Like that mentality. Yeah. Any more thoughts on the upcoming games? We got another one at home tomorrow. And I think Ryan Anderson might be the spooky X Factor. Oh, yeah. He, is he just one. looks like he's like a, a dad playing pickup basketball, kind of running around out there. Like, he gives you like the Kyle Korver feel. He gives me conniptions. Like, like uh, he is a stretch for that I am terrified of. You just see him like wide open because these mismatches that happen with Harden and Paul and just see him with the ball oh, wide open. No. Yeah, exactly. I think I just look away, like three. I, I feel like I've never seen him miss a three, even though I know that I have, but that's what he does <laughs> that's to me. Say otherwise. Yeah, that's what he does to me psychologically. Noah, will you be in attendance tomorrow night for the uh, game? I had a tempt- tempting offer on my tickets, so I decided to forego. Pull the trigger on that. Helps me finance uh, more Wolves endeavors. Yes, so. this this microphone and these two chairs that we're sitting in. Yeah, I understand. Gotta invest. Yeah, but maybe TBD they, we comes back to Target Center for Game 6. Ooh. Might have a different discussion. Yeah, until next time, Howl. Howl.